Hello, folks. Welcome to a Gambler's Fantasy. Jer, why don't you start us off, bub? Introduce ourselves. Let's get it going. Yep. Um, morning, everyone, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, I am your co-host, Jeremy, um, alongside my co-host, Dylan. Um, this week, we will be recapping week six. Um, discussing a little bit of fantasy football, uh, what to do with all the buys this week, because there are a lot of good teams and good players on buys. So I know people are trying to fill their fill their lineups out, especially with all the people on IR this year, too. So we'll be discussing some of that. Um, and then we'll be obviously looking into week seven here and uh, looking at our bets for this week. Um, there are some OK lines, but then there's a lot of bad lines that we've seen. Um, so we're just going to start. By going over week six, do a little recap, talking about how we did betting, um, and then we'll move into fantasy football. Dylan, is there anything you would like to say before we get started here with the recap? Um, nothing about the recap. I mean, besides, uh, we we only sent out winners, winners, winners last week, baby. So, um, no, let's just break those down, man. Yeah, hell yeah. And like Dylan said, um, we did put out strictly winners. Um, so combined, we were 22 for 27. Um, uh, Jeremy, myself, I was 14 for 16. Uh, Dylan, he was eight for 11, although one of the misses was a plus 1200 parlay. So we can't really hold that against him. As we go through the games, um, I'll let everyone know the picks we had, uh, which ones hit and which ones didn't hit, obviously. Um, so starting with the Thursday night game, uh, we had a very good matchup. We had the Eagles. Um, led by Jalen Hurts, taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, missing a few key players like Rob Gronkowski. And I think Antonio Brown went down in that game or he didn't play that game. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, he went down mid-game. Yeah. But um, so that game finished with a final score of 28-22. to The spread going into that game was six and a half. Um, so if you were a Bucks better, you lost. Um, I for one was a Bucks better, but if you go back in the podcast from last week, you will hear me say that there will be an Eagles backdoor cover, which they did. Um, Dylan was smart enough to not make an official pick on that game because we knew that backdoor cover was coming. Although Dylan, did you end up betting the Eagles or the Bucks um, on Thursday? No, I ended up staying away from that game. Um, like we were talking about last week, I was just so. Uh, so nervous for a little Eagles backdoor cover on primetime football, you know? So, and I mean, it was evident. It, it showed. <laughs> yeah. So. Nick, Nick Sirianni. Two point conversion. Yeah. He oh, brought out the analytics team for that one. Baby. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to remember that forever. I, I, can't, <laughs> I, I no longer like the guy, but moving on to the nine thirty game, which was an electric start to our morning. Woo! We had, Jaguars, Dolphins. We both had Jaguars money line. If you remember, Mr. Dillon gave us this sprinkle analogy on his ice cream. That's his main course. He went heavy on the Jags money line. That was a great start to our morning. Huge win there for both of us. Um, You know, I was out on the golf course. Dillon was sitting in his car. We had the FaceTime fired up for the game-winning field it was just absolutely electric, people. Yeah, it really didn't get better than that, man, to start off my Sunday morning. I mean, right with a fresh cup of Joe, I had the Jags. Come on. 
Joe and the Jags, baby. Let's Joe go. Joe and the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, our next game, we had the Packers taking on the Chicago Bears. The Packers, minus four and a half. Both of us had Packers minus four and a half. That was one of my best bets of the week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers did what he did. They won 24 to 14, and he yelled into the stands that he owns the Bears, which, to be fair, he now does. That now puts him at ninth in his career against the Bears. So he's, you know, doing what he does. Moving on, we had the Chiefs versus the Washington team. The Chiefs were seven or six and a half point favorites, depending on when you got the game. Um, but when we talked about it last week, myself and Dylan, we both had Chiefs minus seven. I also said to consider taking the Chiefs minus nine and a half and 13 and a half, both of which would have covered if anyone listened to that. Um, but they first half, they looked suspect. Yeah. Uh, kind of took over in the second half, looked like he did in years past. And, you know, they just kind of ran away with it in the second half. Did you have any takeaways from that game, Dylan? Yeah, first half, dude, I um, I was getting a little nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the Chiefs looked horrible. Terry Kill looked like he had stone hands, giving away the, you know, essentially an interception for Patrick Mahomes. And then Patrick Mahomes on his own behalf, I mean, looking like we're playing second-degree backyard football. What's the guy doing throwing the ball there? I mean, but, you know, whatever. They recouped back in the second half. Uh, they covered. And uh, I'm covered. So <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say about the Chiefs other than, you know what, thank you, Patrick. Yes, thank you, Patrick. He did figure it out in the second half, and they looked much better. The next game we'll be covering was the Vikings Panthers. Um, although this wasn't one of our strongest picks, we did take the over in it. Um, we did say if we had to take a pick in that game, that's what we were going to take. The final score ended up being Vikings 34. Panthers 28 heartbreaking loss for my Panthers in overtime, but they did cover the over. So, I mean, I can't complain too much there. Uh, both exactly. teams look good. You did say you're a fan of the Vikings, sneaky Vikings team. Would you like to touch on that? I really do think they're a sneaky team. I really do. Uh, we had this week, Jeremy. I mean, I sent you that Instagram DM. They could be four. You know, calls that go their way or a few you know, possessions that they would let back. But, you know, what are you going to say? We're we're here now. Vikings looking strong. Um, Cook is back. Uh, I mean, they, they look they look good, man. I'm a big Viking guy this year. Yep, uh, they do look good. Uh, they could have some more wins coming here in the future. I might have to start, you know, riding the Vikings with you here. Yeah, I'm a uh, fan. Yep. Our next game, we had the Chargers led by Justin Herbert and all his weapons against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. This game did not go as planned. The Ravens no. ended up routing the Chargers 34-6. to This was one of your two misses, my friend. You did have the Chargers money line. I did say I liked that pick if I had to take one, but I did say I was going to stray away from it. So technically I didn't give myself an X for that one. Although in reality, come Sunday, I the Chargers money line. So in the long run, it did. End up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, it was 34 to 6. Lamar did his thing. The Chargers looked all out of whack. I don't really know what the deal was with that game. They've looked so consistent yeah. all year. I mean, young quarterback, you know, they're bound to have some stumbles here and there. Hopefully they use this bye week and get back on track, you know. I agree, man. They they uh they didn't look like the, you know, the judges like Boomer always says, you know, Chris Berman. But uh I mean, you know, like you said, they got the bye week. They'll come back stronger. Herbert's a, you know, top five quarterback this year. He's got top five weapons. I mean, Mike Williams looks like a top five receiver this year. I mean, fantasy PPR leagues, he is. So with Eckler in the backfield, I mean, they're poised to be, you know, a dominant team going forward. Just a fluke game. I agree. And then moving on to the next game, we had a game. As everyone expected, we had the Rams taking on the New York. Um, the injury-riddled New York Giants, I should say. Um, and Kadarius Tony went down in this game as well. Um, so now they're really walking on thin ice here. We had the Rams with 38, Giants 11 in that game. I had the under on the Giants team total at 17.5. They only scored 11, so that hit. And then I had the Rams minus 9.5. Uh, Dylan, you opted to stay away from this game, which wouldn't have been a bad play had Kadarius Tony not went down because they did look pretty good on offense there for a while. Um, but that kind of ended up saving my under on the Giants team total there. The Rams, very good at football. Giants, bad at football game. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, there's not too much we got to say there about that no. one. The next game was the Colts versus the Texans. We both opted to stay away from this game, which I don't really blame us. Neither of those teams are super impressive. The Texans are very bad, obviously. But the Colts steamrolled the Texans 31-3. to um, you did say you would look at Justin Taylor player props when they came out. They weren't out at the time. So those would have been good bets had people taken those. Um, he had a good 131-3 there. Uh, not too much to say there, except for the Texans, Tyrod Taylor is hopefully back this week. So that should look good for players like Brandon Cook's fantasy outlook forward. Yeah, most definitely. That will also help the backfield out a little bit too. Um They've been doing backfield by committee, and it's not good this year. But when you have Tyrod Taylor, at quarterback, who's, you know, maybe creating a little bit more of a spread offense, you might get a little more use out of, like, a David Johnson if you need him this week on uh, fantasy with a lot of buys and injuries. Um, so, you know, that's a play to look for. I agree. I agree, and that's something we'll be touching on here in a couple minutes as well. So then we also had our next game was Dylan's play of the week, folks. Play of the and week. Let me tell you, it was a play of the week. We had the Bengals taking on the Detroit Lions. Dylan said, give me the Bengals at Moneyline. He said, if the spread's at two and a half, give it to me. Three, give it to me. Three and a half, it doesn't matter. He said, I'll take them all. They're going to win the game handedly. And what do you know? They did, folks. Bengals, 34. Lions, 11. That was some easy money. If you listened to anything we said last week, you would have been good right there. Joe Burrow looked good. Offense all around looked good. Lions continued to look like the Lions. Um, the good news for me was that I had Lions' last winless team um, since the beginning of the season as my as one of my long-term bets. So the Jags sneaking out that 9-30 win and then the Lions getting crushed here. Cash that for me. That was nice. Nice. Yep. Anything you want to say about that game, Dylan? I know you're going to want to talk about the next game. 
Um, nothing really too much to touch on there. Uh, just pretty much a guaranteed lock. Uh, when I say guaranteed lock, you take that with caution. But when I say guaranteed lock box, you take that bet and you double it. Okay. And that was what I had on the Bengals. Um, they just are the better team, uh, you know, going forward. I mean, obviously the Lions, winless. That offense, scary winless. Um, <laughs> and, and from that being said, you know, I mean, the, the Bengals look great. I mean, we have Jamar Chase, Chase running down blocks for Joe Mixon. I mean, they're looking good. They're looking good going forward. I agree. Everyone remember that. In the guaranteed lock and the guaranteed lock box. You're going to yeah. need to remember that. You're going to definitely need to remember that. <laughs> okay, the next game is one that Dylan bet on. I st- actually, I didn't. I took Brown's money line like an ass. Um, Cardinals <laughs> versus the Browns. Cardinals 37, Browns 14. Dylan had the cards money line and the over, both of which hit. So, I'm going to let you talk about that game, Dylan. Is there anything you would like to say? Um, yeah. If you have a undefeated football team at I plus know. money. I know. <laughs> I mean, we, we take that risk 10 times out of 10. And I, I tried it. And the risk paid off with quite the reward. Um, I had them in... Moneyline by itself straight. I had them actually spread minus two and a half as well and the over. Um, and then I had them sprinkled in a parlay too. That was fantastic. Last week was a great week um, in terms of sports, Ben. My life couldn't be any better than it is right now. Um, but, you know, we still got another Sunday coming up here. So everything could uh, roller coaster right back down. So we hope not. Yeah, I agree. Although I think we're going to keep the momentum hot rolling into the next week. And that reminds me, folks, later on social media, which, by the way, at Fantasy Gamblers on Twitter, at A Gamblers Fantasy on Instagram, I will be posting some of our best bets from last week just so you can take a look at what we're working with here so you don't just think, you know, we're talking out our ass. You can actually see that we are giving the results. We tell you uh, we tell you we're giving you. But our next game, which I'm going to take a moment to talk about because it was <laughs> unbelievable. The Cowboys versus the Patriots. Cowboys 35, Patriots 29. This game went into overtime. Trayvon Diggs, another pick six. This guy's unbelievable. He's either getting burnt to a crisp or he's taking the <laughs> ball to the crib. I don't get it. Every time. It's unbelievable. That pick six. And then C.D. Lamb, dude, you are my hero. You yeah. are my hero. They could take the field goal. They could have taken the field goal in one, but C.D. Lamb said, let me cook everybody on the field, take it to the crib, cover the spread. Both of us had Cowboys spread that yeah. covered for us. That was my la- – Cowboys money line was my last bet in a lot of parlays. I could not be happier with the way they played at the end of that game. Dylan, is there anything you want to say about that? Nothing. I got nothing besides C.D. Lamb, and he um, – we need him next – the following weeks coming forward because I think this Dallas offense is the real fucking deal. I agree. I agree. They look unbelievable. Next game, tough one for you. I mean, you didn't bet on it, but just as a fan, we had Ooh. the Raiders versus the Broncos. Raiders 34, Broncos 24. This was a game where I had the Raiders money line because they were plus money. Um, and I did think they were the better team, which it turns out they were that game. 
Um, there was also a game where I was considering the over, um, but you ended up taking the under, so I strayed away from it. Um, but sadly, the uh, over would have hit. Um, but that's okay. You know, we can't we can't win them all. Um, but if we did win them all, it wouldn't be gambling. No. So, yeah. But that's this just how it works sometimes. Financial advice, then. Yes, exactly. And the final Sunday game, night game, was the battle of horrible quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger taking on Geno Smith and the Seahawks here. Um, you straight away from this game, good choice. Um, if anyone took any of the straight-up lines, you probably didn't do well in this game. I mean, the Seahawks did cover, but I don't know too many people that were taking the Seahawks plus money there. Um, I did a little same game teaser action type deal, and I took the Steelers money line and under 52 and a half, which would have cashed if you took it. Um, but if anyone took the Steelers regular spread, you weren't thrilled with the way that game went. Uh, that game was pretty ugly um, throughout the duration of it, minus like the first drive or not. It was just, you know, being Najee Harris. Exactly. Being an Alabama running back. Yeah, precisely. And then the last game of the week um was the bills versus the titans um not too much to say there the titans looked rejuvenated they looked good they looked better than they have all season uh they ended up winning 34 31 we both had the bills um i mean you can't really blame us i don't really know too many people that didn't have the bills um which probably was something we should have considered after um because we know how vegas works once you think you once you think everyone's got a winner that's when they come and you lose but <laughs> that's when yeah. they come for the money yeah, but that's all right. You know, we still had a good week regardless of that result there. And so looking at that, we also put in um, – I put out a teaser, and Tally, Mr. Dillon here, put out the parlay. Sadly, his parlay didn't hit strictly due to the Chargers' money line being in the parlay. Yeah. The rest of the legs hit. Um, my teaser that I dropped at the end of the podcast did hit. It was the Colts, Chiefs, Bucks, Rams seven-point teaser. Um, so just make sure you're listening to our end of podcast teasers and parlays because all you got to do is hit one of them and you make good money. I mean, we both don't have to hit as long as one of us hits that parlay slash teaser. You are going to get a nice plus money win there. So make sure you're looking out for that here at the end of this pod as well. But that wraps up week six. Dylan, is there anything that you want to touch on real quick about week six before we move on to fantasy outlooks for this week with all the buys going on? Um, not much to touch on. Uh, just take with caution this week in terms of betting. And uh, with our fantasy outlook coming forward, I'm, I'm excited. I got a few players that uh, could be picked up, could be looked at, could be starting in some lineups this week with injuries, buys, and you know what may have you with COVID as well. Yeah, I'm going to let you get into that first, actually. Um, but before that, you know, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, not to toot my own horn, but I did pick up Dearness Johnson and play him this week. So um, that felt good um, with the what Thursday night game here. Sadly, we couldn't get that podcast out in time for you guys. Um, but I hope if you had the chance to pick him up, you did pick him up and play him. I mean, in my opinion, that's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, a running uh, – they've you've seen him for the last four years. All they do is run the ball. Um, and if you saw him in week two, he had a touchdown where he looked like Sean Alexander. He hit like three spin moves, <laughs> a stiff arm, and like just bulldozed his way into the end zone. I actually thought it was Nick Chubb, and then I saw the replay, and it was some guy that I'd never heard of. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then he came out and did that same. But, yeah, Dylan, if you just want to get into some players you think that people should be looking to play um, if they need some spot starts here, you know, some matchup plays with the bye weeks going on and everything. And then I'll chime in a little bit as well. Yeah, no, for sure. 
So with that being said, Germ, thank you. I think we're going to look into uh, some running backs here. I mean, we're we're talking – that's a pretty daunty spot right now in fantasy. Um, right now in a couple leagues – well, in one league, I know for a fact, I'm running uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Now, okay, yeah, 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 for the Pats. For the Pats, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great week last week scoring on a, on a nice catch and run. Um, he's not running many attempts for New England. Uh, last week he only had about five attempts, but he's catching all of his targets. Um, and he's and he's getting a quality. It's last week he had three targets, he caught all three for thirty nine yards and a touchdown. Like I said, um, so with that being said, I mean he's a player to be just looking out for if you need that running back help or flex option this week. Um, also Kenneth Gainwell on the Eagles. I really like his play with Miles Sanders really kind of being pushed to the back here um, in that Philly offense. He could be somebody to look for. Um, You know, if you need help or if you need depth on your bench as well, I mean, he could be a potential ad. If you get a, you know, an injury from Sanders here, you know, COVID implications, whatever the case may be. I mean, he's the number one guy, right, to fill in that spot. And uh, I mean, you'll take an RB1 in any scenario. And for that case, I mean, we have, like, guys like Herbert. I'm sure you want to touch on Germ, uh, Booker as well. So uh, I'll lay those over, lay those guys over to you. Yeah, uh, just, you know, I do like your running back picks there. Obviously, running back position is thin this year with all the injuries and just the bye weeks this week for sure. I do like Stevenson as a potential um, add this week if you need a flex or running back spot. Another guy to keep an eye on, which I noticed he was dropped in our league um, by a player who clearly wasn't paying too much attention. Um, Alex Collins, uh, Chris Carson, <laughs> um, and Alex Collins had 100-plus yards last week. Um, and he is dealing with a minor hip injury, but that could just be from seeing a workload that he hasn't seen before. I expect him to be good to go on Sunday. So if you happen to have him or if he's you know floating around on your waiver wire, maybe you have a smaller league. Um, he's not a bad ad this week. Um, other than that, there's not too much depth at the running back position. I mean, if you are in a smaller size league, I mean, players like Elijah Mitchell could have a decent week, but I mean, in most leagues, if you're in a 10 to 12 man league, he's going to be off the waiver wire already, but I'll transition us into some quarterback play this week, and then you can get involved as well. Um, so if you play in a two quarterback league, obviously you are going to have no options this week. They're all already picked up and gone. Um, but if you play in a one-quarterback league, obviously there's going to be some options out there on the waiver wire. So some quarterbacks I like that are in decent um, spot start positions um, that aren't a typical top 12 quarterback, so they should be available. Um, Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs defense, as we've seen all year, very bad. Um, and he's coming off a very good week last week against the Bills. Um, so I think Ryan Tannehill could have a decent week this week there. Um, another, uh, quarterback, I think could have a decent week is Matt Ryan. They take on the dolphins who are, have been very bad. So I think they have the chance to put up a lot of points there. Um, so I would also be looking at Matt Ryan, if you need a spot quarterback start and then looking at these other matchups here, um, uh, there's not too many other ones that I would like. Maybe if you're really reaching, 
you could go with Carson Wentz, although the Niners do typically have a decent defense. Um, but I have liked the way the Colts' offense has looked recently. Uh, what do you think about the quarterback position this week, Dylan? Yeah, no, I agree with pretty much all those picks um, in terms of, you know, if you're like me and you have uh, your top guy like Dak Prescott on by this week, uh, you know, those guys are available and those guys are ready to be picked up. Another one I would take a look at, too, uh, a lot of hype around him in the beginning of the year. He's starting to fizzle out a little bit, but he's playing a shitty Giants defense. Um, Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah, baby. Sammy D has got. He's got weapons around him. Robbie Anderson's starting to finally come around. I scored, saw he scored a touchdown. DJ Moore's been electric all year. Um, you know, that running game, Chubba Hubbard, he's doing his thing. I, I think uh, I think Sam could be a good play here this week against the fraudulent Giants defense. I agree. I think that's a good play. I missed uh, – I looked over there. I especially think – I think he's due for another rushing touchdown. He had a bunch early in the season. Uh, he's kind of been slacking the last two weeks. I think if they can get some momentum going, he might scamper one in there and get you some points. A hundred percent. Agreed. Um, I'm going to take a moment to talk about the tight end position. Um, Already a thin position, but then we've had so many people go down with injuries. Dawson Knox, who we talked highly of, out with an injury. Yeah. Out with an injury. Um, Kittle's still on the IR. You know, there's a bunch of people. That... I saw Logan Thomas possibly out this week. Yes, um, which is kind of what I wanted to get into. Ricky Seals-Jones last week. Well, the two weeks he's played, he's put up good numbers. Uh, he plays a weak Packers defense. Um, I think he, if you are one of those, you know, playing the tight end roulette, as they call it, if you are looking for someone to play this week, that would be someone that I would consider as a flyer. Um, sadly, I chose to play Njoku over him this week after seeing all the injuries to the Browns, thinking he might get a little more involved. He didn't do horrible, but he didn't. I mean, he didn't. He's not going to win me the week, that's for sure. Um, but Ricky Seals Jones <laughs> is definitely someone I would look forward uh, to playing this week. What do you think, Don? Do you have any recommendations for the tight end position at all? Um, see, in my uh, in pretty much every fantasy league I'm in, I've picked up a solidified tight end, so it's not a position that I've been you know diving and looking at. Um, for the people out there, yeah, Ricky Seals Jones. Um. I mean, he's probably the best play in terms of tight end roulette right now uh, with everybody being out or on by. So, yeah, that would probably be my best play for tight end right now in terms of who I'm picking up and uh, throwing into that slot. All right, perfect. Um, I don't know if there's any wide receivers you want to talk about. Personally, I don't have anyone to talk about, but if there's something you want to touch on, we can touch on that before moving into the betting lines for this week. Um, no wide receiver I want to touch on. I mean, maybe just a wide receiver I want to touch on in terms of just dynamic and fantasy God this year. Uh, Debo Samuel, man. Yeah. Uh, the guy week in and week out on that 49ers team, he's just, he's averaging 24 fantasy points this year in PPR leagues. That's just ridiculous. Um, with that being said, I really hope I see a little bit more out of Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I know in most leagues, he might even be on the waivers or he's deep down in that depth chart. So with that being said, I think going forward, we should start taking a look at Ayuk. He had a great year last year with Samuel being out. So I think if we could get these, you know, both these guys going, um, we, we, we might have a little fancy pickup here in Brandon Ayuk. I agree. If that's someone that you can, you know, just move on your team just to like kind of bench stash Ayuk. 
he definitely could pay dividends in the long run if teams start shading on to Debo more and Ayuk starts getting a little more involved, especially with Kittle being out, uh, at least for the near future. He's definitely someone that could play a role here down the stretch. Exactly. Okay, so now we're going to get into the reason everyone's here. Let's be honest. This is why we're all here. Um, The NFL Week 7 betting lines. Yeah. We are going to start with the Sunday game because obviously we have missed the Thursday game um, all over the Browns last night only because everyone and their mother was all over the Broncos once Baker Mayfield went out and that's just how Vegas works. Once everyone thinks they're on something, it never happens. That's why I said, you know what? Most people think Browns are going to win. Just give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. And uh, (laughs) Brownies won. Dude, a nice little same game parlay. I had a Dearness Johnson touchdown. Wow. Uh, Case Keenum over 194 and a half yards. He finished with 199. So that one was a nail biter. Absolutely. And then then Brown's money line. It was like a little 25 for like 101 or like 111. Something something good. Nothing too crazy. But that was a nice start to my week, which makes me a little more confident going into Sunday here. But uh I'm going to start this week um, when I go through the games. I'm going to let you give me your bets first, um, and then I'll go from there. So, our first game, Sunday, 1 o'clock window. Sadly, no 930s this week. It sucks. I wish we had them every week now. That I need them. Yeah, we yeah. got to get between more games, baby. We got to get there more games. Yeah, I'm rating the Roger next year every week, 930. I think it's good for the program. It is. It is. You wake up. It gets everybody up early, too, after you know a long Saturday night. You know, all you want is Sunday football, and to start Sunday football with a cup of Joe at 9.30? Come on. I know. It really is a game changer. It really is. But our first Sunday game, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites. Minus 270 on the money line, and the current total is at 46-and-a-half. What do you got for me? Um... In this game, I'm not taking the Bengals or the Ravens. I'm taking the over. Um, I think there's going to be a good amount of points scored. With that being said, I have a little tease job that I'll uh, I'll mention later. But that includes the Cincinnati over. Uh, 46 and a half, you know, it's not – I hate the half point, so I'd probably buy down a little bit just to 46. Um, but – with that being said, I don't really have much for this game, Jeremy. What do you got? Uh, no, that's actually the exact same play I was going to run. I don't necessarily like um, either team on the spread. Um, I do like the over, though. And the good news um, about the over is that when I was on my buddy's podcast discussing earlier in the week, the line was at 47 and a half, and I even liked it then. So now for it to be at 46 and a half makes me like it even more. So I think that's definitely going to be the play here for me to, to start out the uh, game on Sunday. Love it. Love it. Uh, our next game, which is one that I'm going to be all over, but I'm going to hear what you have to say <laughs> first. We have the take. Oh, I'm all over the it. New York Giants. Hell yeah. The Panthers are currently three-point favorites, um, minus 154 on the money line, which really isn't bad value either, to be honest. No. The total is at 42 and a half. Dylan, what do we think? All right. So, I mean, since it's the next game up, I'll give you the tease job right now. 
and this is what I have for the teaser. We go Carolina plus three, Cincinnati Ravens over 40 and a half. That is a lock box and key. Throw it away. That's a guaranteed win. You put $100 down, you get 80 back in return. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I think it's just two guaranteed, um, two guaranteed bets that are going to hit. Uh, Carolina is 100% going to route the New York Giants. Either way you want to cut it. I'll take Carolina minus three. I'll take Carolina minus five, seven. I'd even buy all the way up to nine and a half. I think they're going to win this game by at least 10 points. Um, so with that being said, what do we have, Jeremy? I, I need to hear your take. Yeah, uh, I'm all over the Panthers minus three. Um, yeah. I mean, the Panthers, yes, they haven't looked phenomenal in the last two weeks, but Sam Darnold looked better in the second half last week than he did the three halves prior to that, which makes me more confident in him moving forward this week. The Panthers beat the teams they were supposed to beat in the beginning of the season, um, and I think the Giants are another team that everyone thinks that they're supposed to beat, and I think the take care of teams are supposed to beat all season. So I'm on the Panthers minus three. Um, I also have the Panthers parlay I had with the Browns money line. So I'm hoping that hits as well. Um, obviously nice. minus three hits that'll hit as well. But yeah, my bet for that game is 100% going to be the Panthers minus three as well. Um, no player props for me in that game. I don't think. I would consider sprinkling a Sam Darnold rushing touchdown if you're feeling crazy, but I'm not necessarily going to say, you know, put in any specific player props from that game. Agreed. Agreed. I would sprinkle maybe a Sam Darnold rushing touchdown for sure. Okay. Our, yeah. Our next game um, is a game that next to last week um, (laughs) just because of the line and the two teams we have the green Bay Packers. Taking on the Taylor Heineke-led Washington ball team. The Packers are currently seven-and-a-half-point favorites, which I don't like. Obviously, we always get down to six-and-a-half or seven. Um, they're minus 370 on the money line, which is steep. But, I mean, that's what happens when you get seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And the total is at 47-and-a-half. Dylan, what do you have for me? Um... I was actually going to stay away from this game, even though I love Rodgers and I just love to bet Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. If anything, I'll sprinkle it into a little parlay, maybe a little Packers minus four and a half, just to juice it up a little bit. I mean, the Packers should win this game by a touchdown, you would hope, but Vegas does this weird thing where they have seven and a half and um, they run with that. So... I'm going to be interested to see this game. Uh, if anything, I'd take Packers probably minus, minus three and a half, four and a half. Yeah, I agree there. Um, there, I I don't think I'm going to be touching um, any of the spreads or anything of that nature in the game. Um, I will be putting that in a teaser. I mean, seven and a half points is perfect for a teaser, in my opinion. Um, if you're looking to do a little touchdown score parlay, obviously Aaron Jones is there, um, but he is minus 210 on FanDuel currently to score, so obviously you're not going to want to take that straight up. But if you do use DraftKings, one player prop bet that I do like on there, um, that they, they do their weekly specials, they call it, Monte Adams and Aaron 
Jones uh, to combine for over 199 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Uh, always, you know, gets a couple receptions, three or four receptions a game. So that right there is, you know, 30, 40 yards. Plus his rushing um, combined with Devontae Adams receiving, I think that should be no problem. If you do that prop on DraftKings, you get it at plus 105. Um, and I think there's decent value in that. Oh, what do you think about that, Dylan? Yeah, if, uh, if I'm a DK user, I'm slamming that. Um, sadly, I'm not a DK user. I, I, I should be. Um, but DraftKings banned me, but the, let's not get into it. But, <laughs> we'll save uh, that for another day. Yeah, we'll save that for another podcast. But uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm a DK user, I'm slamming that. That's that's a guarantee. All right, good. I'm glad. Same page there. Now the next game, um, they love doing these weird lines. We got the Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. Chiefs are currently four and a half point favorites, minus two twenty five on the money line, and mm. the total is at an astronomical fifty seven and a half. Mm. What do we think about this game, Dylan? I didn't really take a dive into this game because I'm a little scared. I watched the Titans play the Bills pretty, pretty damn good, and. I kind of would like to see Titans money line for that plus value, but I really I don't have a play for this one. I really don't. If I'm going to play something though, I might just take a little half unit bet on the Titans money line. Okay, that's not bad. Um, yeah, I don't know if I. Uh, I do like the Chiefs. They are good at football when they decide to be good, but they you never know good. how that works. Um, mm, I will probably, I'll probably just end up taking the Chiefs money line in some sort of parlay with like one other team, maybe the Packers, just to get it down to uh, you know close to even odds there. But boy, do I have a good, I have a good play for you folks. I was just, I just figured it out here. So, I was talking about the Aaron Jones touchdown. If you take Aaron Jones touchdown, um, which is minus 210, parlay that with Derrick Henry anytime touchdown, you're getting a nice minus 110. Wow. Yeah. Um, Two guaranteed scores. Yeah. So, I think if you're looking for any sort of value in those two games, because I know we haven't given you guys too much there um, in terms of those two games, I would definitely parlay those together um but i think with that being said i'm still gonna take the chiefs minus four and a half you know what lock mm. me lock me in for the lock chiefs it in minus, yeah lock me in for the chiefs minus four and a half they gotta get some they gotta get some momentum rolling if they're gonna if be the chiefs that they have been for the last couple of years and i think this is a good one to do it just shut down the titans get the momentum rolling you know what? now i'm just talking myself into it more yep give me the chiefs minus four and a half. <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> All right, our next game is a game I might be all over, even though it's two bad football teams. We got the Falcons taking on the Miami Dolphins. Falcons are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 132 on the money line, and the total is set at 47 flat. What do we What do we think here? I, um, I think a lot. I think a lot. Falcons, I believe, should be getting back Ridley this week, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, their offense has looked pretty good even without him in that one. I mean, it was the uh, toilet bowl scram. But either way, um, with that being said, I I really like the Falcons here. Um, playing the Dolphins team, granted, they just came off a tough, tough loss against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my player of the week last week with the Bengals. So I, I'd go Falcons money line here. Uh, I'd also probably take the spread. Um, with that being said, I don't know if I'm looking at the over under. So I, I just, I, I don't trust Tua. He fucks me over so many times where he'll either put up an ungodly amount of points in offense. And then I bet him, you know, the next week to do the same and he scores 14 points. So I, uh, I think my play here is going to be Falcons money line Falcons minus two and a half as well. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to be taking the Falcons' money line and running with that. I think better football team. This is a team they should beat. Um, Like you said, they should be getting Calvin Ridley back. I mean, Cordero Patterson's look good. Kyle Pitts' look good. I mean, you can't really say that about many players on the Dolphins, to be honest. So I'm just going to be riding with the Falcons' money line there. Like the pick. Love it. And then our next game is a – you know, a prime Bill Belichick matchup. Um, we got the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets here. Um, the Patriots are minus seven. They are minus 300 on the money line. And the total is at 42 and a half. Before you get in, Stone, I do want you to know that 85% of bets are on the Patriots. So um, what do you think about this game? Wow. Um See, that now scares me. (laughs) That that completely swayed my decision. Um, The public is always wrong because Vegas is always right. Uh, Patriots, 85% of the pick. I might fuck around and take... um, I I might fuck around and take the over. Complete shocking play. But two young quarterbacks going at it. Um, a lot of attention is going to be drawn on that. And I think with that being said, we're looking at two future quarterbacks here of the NFL. So I see them going in a little, little gunslinging battle. Uh, and I would like to see the over here. Yeah, give me give me the over. I'm going to keep talking myself into it. So <laughs> let me let me grab the over. Okay, yeah. I don't think that's a bad bet. Um, personally, I will be staying away from the game. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much good that is going to come out of it involved. Um, so that's one of the games this week. I will be staying away from you down here for the over 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Yeah, put me down. All right. We got you down for that. Our next game is a game that I also will be staying away from, except maybe a teaser. Um, or maybe just like minimal money or uh, minimal parlay value. Um, but we have the Rams taking on the Lions. Rams are currently 16 and a half point favorites up from 15 and a half when the line to open, which means people are slamming Rams minus 15 and a half. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> they are minus 1200 on the money line. Talk about some value folks. And then the total is set at 50 and a half. What do we think Dylan? Yeah, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. Um, 
it's going to be a Goff Stafford matchup. Goff might bring a gun and stuff might come, you know, come down to it when he's looking at his <laughs> own his winless team to the, you know, top three football team now in the uh, Los Angeles Rams. But yeah, I'm going to stay away from this game, Jeremy. I'm gonna I'm not touching it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna be touching it either. And I actually just myself when this line opened last week. So prior to last week's games being played, because you know they always put the lines out a week early. The line was actually at 12, which wouldn't have been horrible value. Still not great, but all the way up to 16 and a half. This is just getting out of control, people. I won't. Yeah, that's that game. 12, all. I'd play. I'd probably yeah. play 12. I think they could win by two touchdowns for sure. Yeah, but once we start getting to two touchdowns and a field yeah. goal, now we start getting a little that's crazy. Yeah, now you're getting crazy. This next game is a game that I might bet on a team that I hate, but, you know, when there's money to be made, there's money to be made. We have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Raiders in Las Vegas. I need to hear your take. I need to hear your take. (laughs) The Raiders are three-point favorites, but they say home field advantage automatically gives you three points, so essentially they're even. Um. The Raiders are also minus 146 on the money line. And the total is at 48 and a half. Don't get me wrong. I hate the Eagles. I Oh, there's not a team in the NFL I hate more than the Eagles. Oh, their fans are horrible, horrible, horrible people. Uh, sorry if you're an Eagles fan out there and you are a good person. But I am just lumping in with the rest of them. Well, but, I know a lot of good people that are Eagles fans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Joel Carftoni is probably my favorite human being alive, and he's got to be top one worst Eagles fan on on the planet. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. But I think the Raiders are frauds. There's I just, do, too. There's just something inside me just telling me, you need to take the Eagles. You got to take the Eagles. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take the Eagles. Give me the Eagles money line. I don't even want the three points. Give me a money line. Yep, yep. All right, we're on the same page. That's where I was at. I didn't know what I was going to get in terms of criticism for my play um, because I know how much you hate the Eagles. <laughs> so, But that's why I asked you first. But that's actually the play I have for sure. I have Eagles money line. I think they could sneak this one in. I really do. All right, perfect. Our next game is another steep spread game here. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Chicago Bears. Buccaneers are at home for this one. Uh, Buccaneers are 12.5 point favorites. Minus a clean 700 on the money line. (laughs) Total is at 47 flat. What do we think, Dylan? Yeah. um, I have the Bucks in a teaser here that I'll say later. Um. But other than the tease job, I have nothing for this game. I got yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. I, there's much value you can get out of really anything here. Like, I mean, if you are looking to bet on this game, I would only consider taking a look at an over or under line. I'm not going to give you a side either way because um, I personally don't have a take on it. But if you're looking to bet on something, just don't even look at the spread. Get like, let's be honest here for a second. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one as well. Um, let me pull up our next game here. Sorry, I lost it there for a sec. Our next game, we have Houston Texans taking on the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are 17 and a half points. And they're minus 2,000 money line. (laughs) 2,000. (laughs) 
And the total is set at 47 and a half, folks. Dylan, what do you got for me here? Because I know I have nothing. <laughs> I got zilch, Bob. Um, the craziest thing I would probably do is probably buy the tech, like put them in a parlay, buy the Texans plus like 30. Fuck it. There's no way they lose a back-to-back weeks by 30, right? That's what we're thinking. I mean, they really could, though. Let's be honest. So I, <laughs> I, I am nervous for this game. If I was to be a betting man for this game, so I'm gonna stay away from it and keep my nerves at a nice even keel. All right. And I'm actually gonna backtrack here for a sec. I'm gonna go back to the Buccaneers and Bears game. And what I do you am have? give you guys a bet. I'm gonna do a player prop. I'm just gonna take an Uncle Lenny touchdown. Okay. Uh, He's minus 135, you know, so, I mean. Sprinkle him in with the Aaron Jones and uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. And even 135 alone is not bad value. That's not bad at all. Like, let's say, for example, say say you're only a $20 $20 a unit better, you know, because we can't all, you know, we can't all be rich. Uh, You're getting $15 back in return. So, I mean, that's not bad at all. So, that's going to be my play for that game, actually. Um, But, yeah, on to this Cardinals game. I'm going to be sticking as far away as possible from this, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because there's too much going on. There's oh, that's a lot of points to be handing out. To professional yeah. athletes, you know? It's just like, mm. I, I just hate to, I hate to do it. In college, one thing, because, you know, they're 18, 19 nicotine addicts that are uh, on the field. This, you know, it's a little more, it's a little different. They're professional athletes going at it. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But what I will say is if Tyrod Taylor is playing instead of Davis Mills, I would consider taking the over in a teaser and doing like mm. a seven and a half point teaser and teasing it down to 40 because Tyrod Taylor makes their offense infinitely better than Davis Mills. I mean, we've Absolutely. seen that the first couple of weeks, they were at least putting up points like the first, oh, the first few, weeks few weeks or so. And then. Yeah, they actually looked like a decently competitive football team, but then Davis Mills is just horrible at quarterback, let's be honest. So, oh, if, so if Tyrod Taylor is playing, I would 100% consider the over in a teaser. Um, maybe we'll tweet something out about that later in the week, closer to uh, game time, see if we got any plays there. But that's something I would consider, folks. Yeah, 100%. And that rounds out our day slate for Sunday, but our is the Indianapolis Taking on the San Francisco 49ers, this game is in San Francisco. Fran, uh, San Fran's coming off their bye. Minus four and a half point favorites. They are minus 210 on the money line, and total is set to 43 and a half. What do we think? Um, in terms of the game, I'm probably, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I kind of like the over. Um, even though the 49ers have a formidable defense along with the Colts, I, I kind of would do an SGP here. I like Debo Samuel's yards receiving, and I think he's going to hit the over. I really like Michael Pittman as well on the Colts. I think he's going to hit the over on his yards receiving. And uh, I think maybe I'll buy down that over a little bit and throw that in the SGP, maybe boost it up a bit. Uh, I wish I had the odds out for you right now, but sadly I don't. Um, Here, I might be able to pull it up for you. You said you want Pittman? A little Pittman over on yards, a Debo over on yards, and, uh, you know, buy, buy down maybe two and a half points on the over. Hmm. They, yeah, for some reason, Fandle 
Pittman's up. Only um, only Debo. What's his line after the over? His line is at sixty six and a half. Ooh, that's steep. Let me see. Let me go on DraftKings real quick for us here, because on DraftKings you can pick like over fifty, over sixty, things like that. Oh, of course they don't have a single one out yet. Oh no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> that's on me. Um. All right, let's go to wide receiver, running back props here. We're gonna go receiving yards. Oh, they have Debo at fifty-eight and a half. Yeah, on, I'm slamming that on DraftKings. That's definitely the play. But they still don't have Michael Pittman, so I don't know what's going on there. So we'll come back to that later in the week, here, folks. We'll get you a little tweet out there. Yeah, I agree. I love that. But yeah, Debo Samuel, I think he's for sure having at least sixty yards receiving. So that yeah. That's I do cool. like that 58-and-a-half line for sure. Um, but let me just get this written down so we don't forget about it later in the week. Debo plus Pittman plus an alternate over. All right. Um, yeah. On this game, uh, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm going Colts money line. No. I, I can't call you crazy. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Carson Wentz. I think it may be just because he was an eagle. Um, but we'll ignore that. It could, it could <laughs> um, very well be. And, but I do like Jonathan Taylor. I do like the way the Colts have looked recently. They have looked better. Um, I still think the Niners are frauds. Vegas loves uh, – I mean, they remind me all year. It's them, the Dolphins, and the Broncos that I think they've been giving them unreasonably favorable spreads. Like, I don't. I think they need to be moving the lines a little bit more for them. Yeah. I think this game should be a little closer than four and a half. So I'll probably end up taking the Colts four and a half and the money line. So I'm going to mark myself down for both of those. Um, I think this is a game that they could win for sure. Um, I mean, they should have beat the Ravens. I mean, they had the Ravens dead, and they just decided to blow it at the end of the game. And the Ravens are way better than the team than the Niners, as we've seen. So, yeah, give me the Colts plus four and a half and the Colts money line there. Yeah, the Colts have played, I mean, tough teams really close. The Seahawks, um, you know, with Russ, you know, they played them really close. You had the Rams. They only lost by 3-2 who's a dominant football team, um, you know. And then, like you said, the Ravens and that nail-biter. So the Colts Colts are good to play. I think I might have to tail you on that. I think I'm taking Colts money line. All right, perfect. Let me get that down. Yeah, throw me in for that for sure. Okay, and then wrapping up our slate for week seven, our Monday night game, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Um, the Saints are four-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 210 on the money line, and the total is at 42-and-a-half. Um, I remember last year, Smith and Alex Collins are not necessarily impressive when you're looking at the TV. They're not necessarily who you want to see out there. Seahawks, but they did okay last week, so I'm excited to hear what uh, you have to say about this game, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I was completely wrong. Uh, Geno Smith... It, you know, that was a tough fumble there at the end of the game, you know, to kind of give the Steelers that win there. Uh, that was upsetting. But, I mean, they played the Steelers tough. They played them real tough. Uh, I hate to say it. I really – I like the Seahawks money line. I might get pinned to a board for it, and I might be so wrong. But I, I could see a little sneak job. A little sneak job Seahawks money line. I would be a fan of. No, I agree a hundred percent. They also are plus one seventy six, just like the yeah. Colts. 
And my thought process, we're going to take both of the dogs in both the primetime games. And then in reality, you just need one to hit to be profitable here. But if they both hit, obviously we're going to be thrilled. But that rounds out our week seven. Um, Dylan, do you have any parlays or teasers that you would like to give us uh, while we're still here? Oh, do I? Folks, I have a can't-miss parlay, okay? We're going to take the Panthers spread against the Giants. We're going to take the over in the Cincy Ravens game. We're going to take, this is the Dante one, just like my last week parlay miss. Um, Chargers money line was plus money. I got Eagles money line plus money. Um, it's going to be a three-legger. Eagles money line is obviously the big hit here. That's going to juice up those odds. Panther spread, like I said, and the over in the Ravens game teased up. That's the lockbox and key. Put a hundred down for eighty back. That's guaranteed. Otherwise, money back because uh, <laughs> I'll give it back. Um, <laughs> uh, but with that being said, uh, that parlay is going to be at plus eleven thirty three. So you know you sprinkle in a little, maybe a little. $50 bet, if you, you know, if you're feeling crazy, get yourself $600. Go get yourself 600 So, that's going to be my parlay um, for NFL Sunday. I gave you the tease job I had earlier uh, with the Bengals-Panthers at over six and a half, uh, over 40 and a half, and then Panthers plus three. Um, so, that's what I got for tease and parlay action, Jim. What do we got? What, let me hear what you have. I know you're a big tease guy, so I'm excited. Yeah teasers currently at the moment which Ooh. sucks but i will be i'll get some out to us i'll get yeah, some I out need to some. us don't worry everyone remember it. check us out on twitter and instagram i'll drop the handles again at the end of the episode but um what i do have currently um so originally i had a nice money line parlay that i wanted to give out but sadly we missed the browns game that that parlay was the browns panthers packers rams bucks um at plus three and nine but we're going to do a slight uh, we're going to alter it slightly. We're going to go Panthers, Packers mm-hmm. money line, Bucks mm-hmm. minus two and a half, just to get a little value there. Rams okay. minus three flat. Um, but on like, you're probably going to have to do three and a half if you are on FanDuel. On DraftKings, you can do flat numbers, but on FanDuel, they won't let you. But you're going to get that at an even plus 200, um, which I think is good value. Um, I mean, the only going to have to worry about in the slightest is going to be the Panthers money line um, but then the Packers against the football team that should be no problem Bucks two and a half against the Bears that's no problem and the Rams minus three against the Lions that's going to be no problem as well uh, but that'll give you a nice plus 200 odds um, I'll be sure to drop some teasers on Twitter here in the coming days because I think there's definitely some good lines for that but I just don't have any off the top of my head at the current moment, Dylan, is there anything you would like to round us out with before I finish up with, you know, just dropping our social media platform ads and getting us on our way here? Um, I got nothing besides uh, let's have a great week of gambling and let's have an even better week of fantasy. All right. Um, come next pod. I hope we're talking about our winners again. And I think we will. I think we have a, just a whole laundry list of uh, winners here, just like we did last week. I agree, folks. And like Dylan said, 
keep winning some bets here. Uh, let's keep making some good fantasy football moves. If there's anyone you would like us to talk about in fantasy football or just uh, about a team in general moving forward, um, be sure to tweet at us or, you know, just shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Um, once again, our Twitter is at fantasy gamblers at fantasy gamblers. And on Instagram, it is the same as our podcast. It is at a gamblers fantasy uh, later in this week, I will be dropping some bet slips from last week so you guys can see we do put our money where our mouth is. And I also will be tweeting out um, some bets that we concoct um, for Sunday, and I'll make sure to mark it um, so you guys know if it was myself or Dylan that came up with it or if it was a little uh, collaboration effort. So, yeah, once again, uh, have a good week, everyone, and let's continue to make that money. <laughs>